MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of VSIN's primetime action, live from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. We're going to talk to Andy McNeil about hockey this hour. We'll also talk to Pete Futek on college football. Power rankings coming up as well. Oh, oh yeah. That's exciting. First, though, an update on all the scores from uh, Kelly. Yeah, we'll start with the NBA. Hornets up on the Magic 47-43. to Two and a half minutes left in the first half. Charlotte, seven and a half point live favorite. 208 and a half. You're live total. The Pacers lead the Lakers 55-49. to that game three minutes before halftime. The Pacers, seven and a half live and 224 and a half your live total. The Cavs up on the Suns by one, 56 to 55. The Suns, a five and a half point live favorite, 228 and a half the total. Two and a half minutes left before halftime in that game. And the Nets, we're off to a really hot start. Now it's a five point lead over the Celtics, 21 to 16. Nets, two and a half point live favorite, 220 and a half. The live total in that game. Let's see. Over in college basketball, one game going on with a ranked team. Seton Hall up one on Cal, 60-59. to 59. That game has 30 seconds remaining in it. Uh, live numbers if you wanted to hop in. Seton Hall 2.5 and, and 125.5. We got uh, six tips right now in the NBA if anybody wants to get in. The Raptors and Grizzlies. Uh, Grizzlies 3.5 point favorites, 218.5 there. Bucks 15 point favorites over the Pistons. 
213 the total there. Three and a half in favor of the Wizards over the Pelicans, 211. Your total, Jazz are 14 and a half point road favorites over the Thunder, 208 and a half there. Uh, Bulls and Rockets with the Bulls, nine point road favorites, 217 and a half. And then Heat and Timberwolves, that is basically a pick 'em. Uh, Heat. More than more books than not a one point favorite two thirteen the total those are all happening right now if you want to get involved back to back for Miami if you're wondering uh, why that number's like that uh, over on the ice uh, games in action Capitals up on the Canadiens three to one at the end of one see what I did there Canadiens Canadiens well done uh, the Canadiens are seven to one live eight and a half live total Flyers lead the Panthers one to nothing at the end of one that's about a coin flip live minus one fifteen each side five and a half your live total in that game Blue Jackets lead the Jets one nothing end of one Blue Jackets minus two hundred Jets plus one sixty five five and a half the total shaded to the under. Bruins lead the Sabres four to one at the end of one. Sabres are fourteen to one live, nine and a half your live total. Canucks and Penguins zero zero end of the first period. Penguins minus two twenty. Canucks plus one eighty live. No live total I'm seeing right now. The Wild up on the Devils one to nothing. Three minutes left in the first period. Wild minus two sixty. Devils plus two ten and five and a half. The live total. Blues and Red Wings tied up at one. Six minutes still remaining in the first period. Blues minus 135 live. Red Wings plus 105. Six and a half the total. And Rangers Islanders scoreless. Five minutes remaining in the first period. Rangers are a minus 135 live favorite. Islanders plus 105 and four and a half the total. All right. A little later also, we're going to do a preview of all three Thanksgiving Day football games in the NFL. Bears-Lions, of course. Cowboys-Raiders. Bills-Saints. Um, and the latest Matt, Na- Matt Nagy stuff, Matt, before we get into our power rankings, uh, the initial reports were that this would be his final game as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. He then denied that he ever had talks with the Bears brass. And now the Bears front office themselves saying, this has never happened. None of these conversations have ever taken place. None of it's true. And you say? Uh, well, they keep they keep mentioning that this uh, organization has never fired a coach in season before. I don't know how much that means to some of these teams. Maybe that's a thing that they like to hang their hat on, that, you know, hey, we're going to stick with you through the course of a season. Maybe it means a ton to the Bears. So, I mean, I think we all know where this is leading. It doesn't matter if it's – Right. I mean – they're not going to make the playoffs. The season's over as is anyway, so whatever. Whether you fire whether you fire him like after Thanksgiving or at the end of the season, what does it really mean? Though, though now that I'm thinking about it, I had Michael Lombardi on this morning, and he made a point that you are allowed to interview now in season for next year, but only if you fired your coach. So there is some incentive mm-hmm. to moving on to have interviews happen early. That's a new little quirk. Well, if that, I mean, yeah. With yeah. that being the case, then if you ever, pl- if you are planning on fire the guy, let him go. Let him enjoy well, the holidays. You can start interviewing people. <laughs> Everybody wins. And I do think the other benefit in in it as well is just you know again like basically kind of a same dovetailing off what you're but I mean you 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 left the job known that it's open right like, like it is it is known to be open to where I don't know if anyone's jumping up and down to go get the Bears job but it at least lets everybody know okay no speculation here. It is it is open, right? Like where you know you don't have to keep wondering through the rest of the season. Like, are they going to let Nagy go? No, nah, what's the deal? Like, uh, no. All right, he's gone. This yeah. job's open. If you want it, let's talk. And I think you're right. Either way, it's not a question of yeah. if, but when. Power rankings time. Heading into Week 12 in the National Football League. Nice go, go, power rankings. Nice 
right. All right, Matt, you're first. I didn't, uh, that was that was not me in the background music that time. That didn't, no, I didn't. Yeah, that no. wasn't my mix. <laughs> that ain't your style. That wasn't my mix. That ain't your style. You're wailing no. on the guitar, man. Uh, number 10, Vikings jump up into number 10 here. Um, this is a team that on the offensive side of the ball, if they continue what they've been doing here over the last few weeks and, and Zimmer actually continues to coach the way that he's coached over the last few weeks, then I think this Vikings team is actually going to be some trouble for some people. We have crucified Mike Zimmer for getting leads and sitting back and starting to play conservatively. And guys, over the last few weeks, He's not done that. He's actually kept the foot on the gas, and these teams and the team is actually winning games. And so, um, you know, I think that if you really take a look right now, this team is probably the the tenth best and one of the top ten teams in the NFL. Uh, Colts jump into number nine as well. Uh, listen, Carson Wentz hasn't had to do much, and that's why I can't get him any higher than they are right now. This this team is pretty much reliant on the run game. And, and preventing teams from scoring a bunch of points on them. We're really going to get a test this week to see what this team is made out of. I think it could end this little run for the Colts this week, but we shall see. Patriots sitting at eight, no movement there. From me on them, Bills plummet, fall all the way down to number seven. And, you know, look, kind of interchangeable there with six, seven, eight. Any of those teams could end up six, seven, eight for me. Um, but the Bills have to be dropped with what we've seen you know I mean this is a team that we continue to talk about that the defense has been playing pretty well but the offense was kind of up and down and middling and then the defense really sprung a leak this past week and then the offense just continued to be kind of middling and so they they fall find themselves way down at number seven Rams at six we will see what they look like coming out of a bye is Sean McVay actually one of these sharp coaches that has figured out some stuff now look it's one more week for Vaughn Miller to be on the team one more week for Odell Beckham to be on the team so you should think you would get some improvement out of the squad. Packers and Rams, basically interchangeable for me in my in my rankings. Either one could be five or six. Packers sitting there at number five. They are one of the things that was very, very evident to me in that loss with the Packers is just really and truly on the offensive side of the ball that it is it is so one it is one way traffic with with Devontae Adams and then when they have to kind of go to these ancillary receivers and stuff and yeah there was that one blown coverage seventy five yard touchdown pass to to MVS but outside of that it is it's tough sledding and of course they were without Aaron Jones and, and maybe he's going to be back this week but it is it's just tough to win in the NFL when you've got one receiver that you can count on and so we'll see if they if they can remedy. That situation there with this Packers team. Uh, Cowboys fall to number four with that dud that they laid. Uh, now, C.D. Lamb did go out of the game. Ezekiel Elliott found himself on the sideline for a little bit as well. That defense, I think you can at least feel pretty confident that that defense is is pretty much for real at this point. You know, they've been put to the test. We're over halfway through the season at this point. I know the Priors had this defense being horrible, and so it still hasn't really caught up in some of the advanced metrics and stuff, but I think we've seen with our own eyes that this Cowboys defense is is pretty good. Uh, Cardinals, man, what can you say about this team? We were talking about this when we were talking about Coach of the Year yesterday. Cliff Kingsbury, whether it's him or not or whatever's going on, he's still going to get the praise, but winning two or three games with Colt McCoy, at quarterback, I don't care who your opponents are. I mean, you, you win two or three games with Colt McCoy and without DeAndre Hopkins as well. That is a feat right there. And uh, they sit there at number three. This Bucks team at number two, they're only getting healthier. Carlton Davis is coming back. They're going to get Antonio Brown back as well. Vita Vea 
is going to be back for them. Uh, it looks like this week as well. So it's going to be a pretty, pretty robust difference in the way this Bucks team looks in the in the in the next coming weeks here, and uh, of course convincing win this past week as well. And then the Chiefs uh, move up from five up to number one. Uh, I have stayed pretty steady in how I do my power rankings in the fact that I I go against what these teams would be on a neutral field. The Chiefs would be a favorite against any team in the NFL on a neutral field today. There's no doubt about that. And so um, they have to be the number one team in my power rankings. Aaron Schatz was on the show again this morning, Football Outsiders. We went through his Dave rankings, which are what he preferred to do rather than his uh, full-season DVOA. Um, still a little bit of priors in there, but some of the interesting highlights from that. The Titans were 20th, the Chiefs were 9th, and the 49ers largely, somewhat, because of a, a very poor fumble luck situation this year, go up to 6th in their Dave rankings. So very interesting. By the way, he had the Buccaneers number one. Drew Dinsick, our buddy who's on the show all the time, he's got Buccaneers number one in his uh, as well, but always very interesting to to see the different ways that people uh, stack these up. Yeah, Dave. So Dave takes into account twenty four percent of their preseason forecast, and then seventy six percent of the actual uh, DVOA performance for teams through this week. Yeah. this past week. It's important to know because because a lot of these rankings will make you know one person's rankings will will be beloved by a person, and they'll look at somebody else's and it'll make their heads explode. Uh, we'll come back. We'll do mine. We'll do Kelly's. Uh, They will probably look a little different than these. They'll look different from Football Outsiders as well. We will take a look at those all for the purpose of helping us with our handicap moving forward right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action, a preview of all the games tomorrow as well on the other side. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Compete for a mountain of cash with the Paramount Plus Thanksgiving Throwdown. Fill up your plate and play free fantasy football to fight for a share of $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Paramount Plus now to get in on the action. Paramount Plus, live sports, breaking news, and a mountain of entertainment. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So no, uh, no turkey for you tomorrow then. You're doing the, oh, no, no, the no. brown Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, if I can come across a ham, maybe. Okay. Um, come across. But I hear that. <laughs> come across. I mean, a I, ham. I saw a line outside of like that honey baked ham place. Oh yeah. Even on Monday, like so, even Monday that was like 25 people deep, and so no food, nothing is worth waiting like that. I can have food delivered to my house in in 40 minutes from anywhere in the city. Ham on Thanksgiving is just blasphemy. Is it? It's called Turkey Day. Okay. For a reason. No, right. uh, I mean, uh, well, yeah, no. <laughs> I agree with you on the premise. So I'm not waiting 25 minutes for anything. No, it's not 25. It's 25 people deep, which is probably means it's probably oh, like two hours yeah. long. Like, yeah, every no. person, Heck at, no every that. person in that line was like, "I got an idea. Nobody else is going to have." I'm, I'm going Monday. Him. Well, it's also I'm going to go on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to get go this Monday. thing on Monday, and everyone was like, "Yeah, no, you didn't beat me. No, no, man, should have been here on. You should have been here on last Friday." Here are my power rankings currently. Number 10, first of all, let me just say 11, 12, 13, Ravens, Bills, Bengals. Uh, number 10, Chiefs, stay right where they are. Uh, they beat the Cowboys without, again, Amari Cooper, Tyron Smith, half a game without CeeDee Lamb. The way I saw it, they got about four non-calls. I'm not advancing you. You're 10, Kansas City, Omaha Chiefs. Nine, Titans go down a bunch, but I'm not taking them out because you had a minus five turnover game. So show me you're that bad when you're not minus five in turnovers. 
maybe I'll kick you out of the top 10. Again, the Titans very diminished here without Julio Jones, without Derrick Henry here short term. Still looking okay long term, but a lot will come down to the team that's at number eight, the game they play against the number eight Patriots. Patriots, welcome. Welcome to the power ranking top 10. New England Patriots, who have not beaten a murderer's row of teams, but keep playing well. That Patriots-Titans game, again, very big for positioning for the number one seed in the AFC. Chargers, seven. You can't make them any higher. Their defense is horrible. They did they did find a way to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but if you have the Chargers, any of my seven through 13, you want to you wanna just throw those up in the air and mix them around. I got no problem with it. Here's where I think it gets a little clearer for me. I have the Colts at number six. They were the biggest mover for me upwards of all teams. They were 0-3. They've won six of their last eight. Jonathan Taylor is sort of the Derrick Henry light unicorn. I really like what the Colts are doing, um, and I think that this is a team that has legs moving forward. They have beaten um, some good teams here, so I like the Colts at number six. I think they've earned that. And then there's the, then there's the top five where there's not a lot of movement for me. The Rams, who were idle, end up as five for me. I, st- I do think they're probably still a top-five football team. That could change if they lay an egg against the Packers because that would be three consecutive horrible performances, this one coming off a bye. But right now I have them at five. And then I think the top four, I don't really know how these aren't the top four in some order. The Bucks are fourth for me. The Cowboys, again, I'm not penalizing them for having all those players out against the Chiefs and only losing by 10 at Arrowhead. They're still number three for all you Cowboys fans who think I'm a Cowboy hater. I'm not penalizing them. Packers remain number two even in defeat. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers' injury is a thing. I think they're still, uh, you know, we'll see against the Rams this weekend. I have the Packers in a bet. Um, I still think they're the number two team. And the Cardinals, they win with Colt McCoy as their backup quarterback for a second time. You can't remove them from the perch, in my humble opinion. Kelly. Yeah, I'll start... uh... Start with my uh, number ten here, as I uh, just lost my graphic in front of me. There we go. Okay, okay, yeah, Patriots. So yeah, Patriots. Colts had to move up here. Uh, I, I went Patriots ten, Bills nine, Colts eight. Uh, I don't. Know, you could, pro- in my opinion, you could probably shuffle rows around as uh, a- any way you want. The I don't know if I'm a full believer in this Patriots team or the Colts team yet, but you can't knock what they've done these past couple weeks. So they, they get up there at least this week. Feels a little wrong to me not to have the Chargers or the Ravens in my top ten, but they're definitely right there on the outside, uh, you know, kind of looking in right now. But it, I'm, not, I'm not positive these two, these uh, the Colts and Patriots teams are better there. But uh, so ten Patriots, nine Bills, eight Colts, uh, Vikings keep moving up in my opinion, man. They're seven right now. I, I think when, well, after what we saw last week, who knows with what would what they're dealing with some of the injuries like you talked about, Matt earlier, what they look like this week. Um, another big game for them, but this team's cruising, man. I, this offense is solid. Uh, one, one of the one of the most trusted offenses for me, at least in the league. So they they come in at seven right now. Rams, I think we're all kind of on the same page there. They're they're good. Can't it's hard to penalize them too much. I think we all think they're going to be there kind of end of the day. But where do they fall when you make a list like this? It's kind of hard right now. But I do think they are a top six team. Cowboys flip down to five uh, after that loss. Um, and then Chiefs move up. I mean, the Chiefs didn't, you know, in the back of my mind as we went through the entire season, this is always the team that was, I, I mean, I thought way before the season, this is the best team in the AFC. I think it took a while for that to sort out. I still don't know that they've proven that they've, they're at that. They deserve that spot. But going back to what I, even I thought season prior wise, 
it's starting to catch up now. So Chiefs up to that four spot. Uh, and really coincides with what the Bills have looked like recently. I thought, you know, Bills and Chiefs were very much one-two to me. So with Bills dropping dropping games like they have recently uh, and the Chiefs starting to win some of these games, very easy for me to move Bills down, Chiefs up. Um, and then Packers, Packers three, this team is, uh, I mean, you know, battling what they've battled through. And I, I believe very much what Frank Schwab, you know, said on the air last night with us, where it's, you know, what is this? This team really hasn't done much. To knock them for all, all season long, where, you know where have they really slipped up at? So uh, I've got them three bucks up to two. Uh, you know this team, obviously Super Bowl champion, all those pieces back, going to get more pieces back. Uh, I thought a very solid win on Monday night. We were all on the Giants side of that thing, um, and they took care of business uh, pretty easily against the Giants. And then, like you said, Gil, Cardinals still number one for me. Really hard to move them off that perch after what they've been able to do, even without their stars out of the game. So that's my top 10. I mean, I could answer you one thing where they've really slipped up. They lost outright to your seven team at home last week. So there's that. I mean, there's yeah. that. They did. They did. I mean, and that's where I moved the Vikings up. I didn't put, I put in punish the Packers all that much. I told you I always liked the Vikings. So yeah, that's yeah. where I moved the Vikings up because of that. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see this week with this with with the Packers, kind of like how this this shakes out and what we what we view of this team after this week, right? Because, oh, I mean, totally. Because this, this is this is one of those games where it's like, okay, if you're if you're really good, if you're an actual contender for this, whatever, like this is that this is that game, right? Like you need to go out and prove it. I, I mean, I think you could say that about that. both sides. I, could, I think you could say that about so many of these teams. Like, if, if the Rams lose a third straight, it's hard to, like, are we going to keep them in the top ten after losing three in a row? Maybe, but they're going to be at the bottom of it. Yeah, it'd be you know? like, yeah, I mean, they would be they'd be gripping on to that little yeah. dot after the zero on the ten, like, right. you know, very, with, like, a finger, if that, were, if that were the case. The Bills tomorrow, right, I mean, the Bills have, have beaten nobody, right? So that's why they didn't quite crack the top ten for me. Because your resume has to, has to, to me anyway, has to mean something. The Bills haven't beaten anybody, right? The reason that the Titans are still in there is because they've had the best resume. Now, the reason football, a couple interesting notes from Football Outsiders. The reason that they have the Titans at 20 more than anything is they thought that even when the Titans were winning games, they weren't that good, right? Which is what I fundamentally disagree with. That's why they have them so low. The other thing is they said that the Bills were the most inconsistent team, not only in the year 2021, but that they've ever rated ever in the history of their ratings, which I thought was a very interesting tidbit on the Bills. The most inconsistent yeah. team. Ever. I, I noticed that. I noticed that yeah. on Twitter as well. It, it, it is interesting, and that's what this team's looked like. It does. It feels like we talked about this yesterday, but it feels like this team is much more like the 2019 Bills than what we saw last year, as far as the inconsistency is, as far as when we you know, when they look good and when, when they don't look as good. Yeah, we we can probably revisit this in a couple of segments, but because because that's the fundamental difference, I think, Gil, in the way that we kind of view this, or whatever, because. You know, you talk about like the that the Titans have have beaten people in the past or whatever, but like they would be underdogs to every team in your top ten and and probably three or four teams not in your top ten, right? I mean, they're seven point underdogs to the team that you have ranked one one above them, right? Right. And I, like and I would week. counter by saying if they beat the Patriots on Sunday, then then what, right? So like that's the way I look at it. Like if they're so I have the Patriots, I have the Titans covering that game, right? They're ninth, Patriots eighth. Because I don't think there's a six-point difference between them. But if they win outright, 
I, I feel justified in having them in the top 10 all the while because all they do is beat good teams. So I, I hear what you're saying, right? We've, this has been our fundamental thing from the beginning. You, you do your power rankings that way. And, again, let's take the football outsiders. They have the Niners sixth. Like, they do it their way, you know, with, with their metrics. So I, I think you're right. That's the, that's the fundamental difference on this stuff. But I don't know that that's how I would want to do rankings. Like, again, if we look at the college football ones, too, how subjective that is, we would all agree we all do it subjectively, yes? Oh, yeah. Although oh, yeah. yours may be less subjective. For, for sure. It's just, yeah. We don't, we're out of time. We have, to seg- we have a free segment in a couple, and whatever. We, we'll revisit. Yeah. Your, yours may be less subjective, though. Based on the way you, based on the way you do it, that is for sure. We'll come back a little hockey with Andy McNeil. Let's do that next. Beast's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action on a Wednesday night, Thanksgiving Eve. American Thanksgiving. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, you're looking at me. He does have Boxing Day coming up. Oh, he does? Yes. And by he, we meet Andy McNeil, who celebrated Canadian Thanksgiving last month. Ladies and gentlemen, from his lair in Edmonton, Alberta, it's my long-lost friend, Andy McNeil. Wave that Canadian flag. How you doing, man? I think you guys are kind of skipping over a holiday in between now and Boxing Day, the... Some people celebrate, but yeah, I, I don't know. You're referring to Hanukkah of Christmas? Yes, that's oh, right. That's exactly it. I was yeah. curious. Okay. I actually just watched uh, Eight Crazy Nights uh, the other day on, on Netflix. Eight so, Crazy Nights. Classic. Yeah. I just, I'm warmed that you would even watch that, Andy. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> hey, I'm, I like, you know, I'm, I'm cultured. I, I yeah, try man. to, you know, get out and. See the world from a different view, right? Yeah, no, I appreciate it. A different, a different view. <laughs> uh, uh, how's the hockey season going for you? I have no idea what I'm talking way. about. I'm yeah, just I know. It here, sorry. How's how's the uh, how's the hockey season going for you from a from a sides and totals perspective, and then from the propagator perspective? Well, the props get that right out of the way. They've uh, gone cold. I think I lost nine in a row. It was a rough uh, rough stretch there of. You know, it's it's high variance, and I've been pretty low volume. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to crank it up because really, if you're gonna if you're gonna play that edge, you can't just you know be super selective. It's gonna really bite you sometimes. So, um, you know, that was something I I maybe made a mistake of doing uh, here lately. Kind of you know going low volume. Uh, the sides, I've I I think I've done a really good job this season. Uh, I've you know I put in early hours and, and long days and I'm, you know, grinding every single day, uh, trying to, to, to bet good prices at the right times. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to bet plus 110 and then later have it be plus 120. Right. So, um, you know, that's, that's how I go about my day and I feel like I've been doing a very good job and, uh, the results just haven't come my way. It's been super frustrating. I'm really looking, I'm thankful for this holiday that I don't even celebrate that gives me a whole day without any any hockey tomorrow <laughs> because uh like today 14 games i did i was exhausted by about 11 a.m i woke up at four uh you know by the time before lunchtime i'm, I'm just wiped right and it's uh it's it's you know it's nice to have a break <laughs> you deserve one andy you deserve one if we were if we were, if anyone was wondering uh andy woke up at um 
it's uh, that's four four Canadians. So like that is uh, let's see, we're uh, looking three, at three a.m. Three point one six American yeah. is when he woke up. <laughs> he, won- he woke up at three point one six American. Uh, Andy, uh, like as we kind of gotten into the season a little bit here, are there any futures bets that you've made that you particularly love or hate at this juncture? Are there any ones that you're looking at? And you're like, oh, this is completely dead, or wow, I'm feeling really really good about this one. Um, well, I had uh, a Calder Trophy bet on on Quinton Byfield, and he broke his ankle before the season oh, started. Me and so Gil were that, talking that, about that, that before the show yeah. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier today, yeah, we were talking yeah. about that before the show, and so we were just like, "Man, if he had only not broken his ankle." Yeah, we were thinking about that one. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, that's you know, I, if he, he probably would have won it, but uh, <laughs> but no, I'm 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 pretty happy with everything that I I've got. Like I, a couple of weeks ago or a few weeks ago now, I, I took the Calgary Flames at around fifty to one, and and they're out there at around uh, thirty to one or uh, yeah thirty to one at DraftKings right now. I think there's still some value there. I mean, I think if you look at Calgary at thirty to one and then compare them to a team like Edmonton Oilers at twelve to one, uh, you know these two teams are going to fight for those spots in the Pacific Division all season long. And uh, you know there's a pretty good chance that they could play each other. And I'm not so sure that I would make the Oilers all that much of a favorite, even if they had home ice advantage against the Calgary Flames right now. So I do find. Uh, their price a little bit peculiar. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins still at thirty-five to one. I mean, I think snatch that up. I'm surprised they opened at twenty-five to one. They were, um, you know, that that their price only took a hit because they were without Crosby. Uh, you know, uh, tons of players missed time. They were they're still without Evgeny Malkin, but they've got Jake Gwensel back and Brian Rust, uh, Chris Letang. Um, they've got all their big guns back. Uh, and and you know I'm surprised they're they're two nothing over the Canucks right now unless that's changed last I looked and uh, they're just on a roll they've allowed one goal in their last three games I think they outscored teams 11 to one in that stretch and here they are again shutting out the Canucks uh, I I mean they're they're going to make the playoffs in my opinion and uh, Tristan Jari looks like a, a goaltender that's you know capable of of uh, caring or of helping a team like the Penguins if they're going to uh, you know put in this kind of work ethic uh, every single night. Pittsburgh is indeed up two to nothing uh, in that game against Vancouver. All right, we have uh, five faceoffs still to come tonight, uh, beginning with the Ducks and the Avalanche at the top of the hour. You have a side. You have a couple props. What do you like, man? Yeah, I so I'm on the Sharks, and and I I'll be honest, I was I was kind of gonna back off the Sharks here a little bit. Um, I I they they got hit by the virus. Um, you know about halfway but two weeks into the season here and they had started uh they had started off pretty good but obviously you lose a 30-year roster to uh to COVID and uh things are going to go south and they did and I anticipated them you know once they got all those players back I, I assumed uh projected them to uh you know to kind of return to form here but they really haven't since um so I I've been kind of you know backing away from this team um, but then money came in on the Ottawa Senators earlier today, and it brought the Sharks all the way down to minus 160. So I, I played that, and I played up to minus 165. I, I think there's a little bit of value at minus 175. But like I said, if if it had not been for that move, I probably wouldn't have got behind the San Jose Sharks. But but I'm on the Sharks now. Um, I'm on the Devils. Uh, that's that's what the hats for, and, and they're they're not they're not getting it done right now. But um, San Jose at minus 175 isn't a bad bet, in my opinion. I think it should be around minus 185, so a little bit of value there. Um, I am, I do like, I do like the the puck line in Colorado a little bit. I think they've been not 
that great or they haven't been great defensively and that's not right they should be a lot better defensively i mean they've got a good goaltender they've got all their 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 you know key players back on defense now um so this is a team that that should turn it around and the ducks have been hot and they're they're playing some good hockey but uh i've what I've seen out of this team so far this season is that, um, you know, they, they can really get pushed down by some of these bigger, heavier teams like they did against the Nashville Predators recently. So I, I do like the idea of laying, uh, I think it's around plus 105 or plus 110, uh, minus one, one and a half goals with the Colorado Avalanche. Um, and uh, the Arizona Coyotes taking, uh, hosting the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers played last night. The, the Dallas Stars, they definitely had a game plan for, for Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. They they covered them really well. It was actually uh, it was pretty cool to see. I mean, it's something that you don't see very often, and they went out and they executed this game plan against uh, the two players that have been dominating the league so far this season. I don't think the Arizona Coyotes are going to have that that same kind of game plan, and they're, they're probably going to be chasing the game a little bit here. Um, there's a few players that I like not to score points. Um, I've got a trio of Vancouver Canucks players that I'm – hoping we'll continue to stay off the score sheet here tonight. Uh, but I, I do think um, I do think there's value. Sorry, I just got to check here. Um, I do think there's value in uh, in looking at um, it is uh, Jacob Trickin under 0 0.5 points at minus 135. Uh, you got Lawson Krause uh, under 0 0.5 points at minus 160. That's a little bit chalkier than I played. It was around minus 125 when I listed it there. So I don't know if I'd like that one. But uh, Clayton Keller, he's he's only got 10 points in 19 games, so it's not like he's lighting it up. He's their best player, but you can get him not to score a point at plus 110 right now. Andy, we have day hockey all day Fridays, and lines are starting to pop up on that. Is that something you would bet today? Would you bet it tomorrow, or would you still wait until Friday before you get going, even though these are uh, early puck drops? Well, at least right now, I'm not betting peanuts. So I'm I'm not I'm looking at at game day lines and I'm not looking at uh, maybe that maybe that'll change someday soon when I go broke here but uh, no it's uh, uh, it's it's the game day for me I'm not even I don't even look at overnights because it's I feel like it's a totally different sport people are playing like there were people that bet the the Florida Panthers at minus 170 uh, or you know minus 150 at some square books that that opened around that that price and that opened today at the big market makers at minus 220 so just I mean it's there it's a totally different game that, that some people are playing and uh, I'm, I'm just trying to focus on game day lines because it's actually really frustrating for me to, to you know to see those prices and knowing that I, I'll never be able to get them um, all day ho uh, uh, day hockey on Friday I'm pretty excited about it uh, I've got my buddy from the athletic uh, Dom Lushishin. Uh he's gonna join me on on YouTube at around uh, uh, 12 noon Eastern uh, time so about an hour before the earliest game on Friday uh, and we'll we'll get into it and we'll break everything down on YouTube on the the Beeson YouTube channel. I smell a uh, Friday morning numbers game appearance, Andy. There's day hockey. I smell yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right, let's do that. Andy McNeil, everybody, if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's at Digital Gambler. This is the longest in Andy McNeil's adult life that he has kept a Twitter handle the same. Is that correct? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a record. <laughs> Set about four or five of them, I think. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it. Good luck with the bets tonight. Thanks. I need it. Andy McNeil, everybody, from Edmonton, Alberta. He did not bet on the Kraken tonight, nor did he bet against them, it should be noted. They're going to lose. He didn't Doesn't antagonize matter. you. They're going to lose. Carolina Hurricanes by six. <laughs> by six. By six. There you go. Alternate puck line, everybody. There it is. Go go get it. You're welcome. Oh, You're welcome, man. America. You are very welcome. We'll come back. 
Uh, we will preview all the NFL games tomorrow. Uh, but before that, Matt tells me that my NFL power rankings are truly ridiculous. We'll do that next. Beeson's primetime action. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an extra, uh, an extra rather, helping of football with Madden Holiday Madness. Play free in three fantasy football contests and compete all Thanksgiving weekend for a share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash EA Madden now to get in on the action. EA Sports, it's in the game. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I uh, don't always go through tweets on the show, but I just wanted to point this one out. Matt, this is from Bears underscore Nation. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, Matt just doesn't get it. The mac and cheese in my house at Thanksgiving is not the same as the mac and cheese you eat throughout the year. There are levels to this, Matt. And my response to that would be... Laughing emojis, by the way. He's, he's yeah. Oh, I know. He's being yeah. facetious. And yeah. my, my facetious response would be, well, why don't you make yourself the good mac all year round? Why would you save? Why would you? Why? Why would you give yourself bad Mac all year only to make the good Mac one day a year? It's like the it's like NFL trends. Like he tries harder at that time. At of that year. T- yes, yes, yes. I put extra cream in there and like right. the good cheese. Like is what is what it is or something. Clearly, like there's that. something to that. All right, man. Mac, mac and cheese is like pizza. It's all good. There's just be- there's just better kinds than others. Well, there's only there there, there is. Bad mac and cheese, if it, like, gets too dry, like, if it's been, like, out for a long time and, like, the noodles kind of get crusty, you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, like, sure. Then that is, that's bad mac and Yeah, cheese. and if my yeah. pizza's room temperature. Uh, I, I'll, no, time. it's still good. Pizza's still pizza good. Pizza's still doesn't good. doesn't matter. Yeah, pizza, you eat, people eat cold pizza. I mean, pizza's still good cold. Like, I mean, yeah, you know. I also, I also want to say, because I've gotten a few of these uh, the last, well, the last couple weeks, but the, the tweets where people are like, hey, you know, I really appreciate if you would help me out. Uh, I'm down to the last three people in Survivor. It started out with like 400 people. I'm down to three. Could you tell me who I should pick? Uh, Washington or this team or the other team? I'm like, I don't want that responsibility, man. <laughs> I don't, don't want to say. Because if, if it's right, uh, you know, good for you. If it's wrong, you're going to hate me forever. I'm not. I'm, I can't. Yeah, that's in. too much. That, too much responsibility. The, I we, love you for asking me, but I can't help. We, we lament over the when, when people ask for our, our, our picks like each weekend in NFL and you feel you feel kind of the same type yeah. of way. But that's like ten times more than uh, that. Well, and plus, there's so much goes into it, right? Like, 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 how sharp are the other people in your league? Like, what what teams do you have left? Like, what's the th- there's there's so much that still goes into right. it, right? It's just like, are all of you from Washington D.C.? Right? What the what region? do they have yeah. left? Like, yeah, yeah what, what what do they have left? Like, who are the people that they have left? And so there's there's a lot that goes goes into all that. And especially, listen, one thing I can say: if you're down to three or four people or something like that, like do. Do the research, right? I mean, see who they have left, see who they're going to have to play. You might can go chalkier than than normal and whatever. There's, so there's all different ways you can kind of go about this. You I'm, know, I'm curious with Circus Survivor, which, of course, is a $6 million mm-hmm. pod, 134 entries left heading into tomorrow. Tomorrow's one week, constitutes one week, and then Sunday and Monday are a second week. So, good Lord, who knows who's going to be left after that. But when they get down... I mean, right now, each one of those entries has an intrinsic value of $44,776. Imagine what that intrinsic value is going to be on the remaining ones after Sunday. What's, like, how many people left would it require for you to be like, good Lord, let's chop this. Can I get the phone numbers of everybody else who's still in this? I think I would pull the trigger on that as quickly as humanly possible. But everybody, every single person has to agree to provide their contact information for that to even be a thing. So it's going to be tough to get full consensus. Like if you have 15 people left, you know there's going to be one who's like, I don't want to chop. I'm better at this than you are, right? If there's three or four. Yeah. yeah. 
different that, story. That's every poker table ever. Right? Yeah. 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 Let's drop, let's drop, let's drop. No. No, not me. I like, got nowhere to go. There's always, like you get like six-handed. Everyone's got the same amount of chips, and you're just kind of like, guys, at this point, it's a crapshoot. Let's just chop. And you have the five guys who are like, yeah, that makes the most sense. And there's one the guy. one guy going, nope. Nope. Going to play it out. Yeah, I'm way better at this and we're like, than you. We guys all have seven big blinds. <laughs> like, what are we Like, what, what are we doing? Like, why, why is this a thing? Like, let's just chop it. Nope. Play so, it out. Someone in Survivor said was like, I am superior in Survivor to all of you. Yeah. Look at the teams I have left. Look at the teams you have left. Never works out. Power rankings, you wanted to say? Uh, yeah, let's. Yeah. So, so I guess like the reason I, I, I do bring it up, right, is because if we're if we're using these things to kind of help us make bets, right? Mm-hmm. I I guess my question would be, the Titans at nine, you're not betting like you don't think the Titans are better than any of those teams that you've got listed and probably not better at this juncture, like as, as they're constructed today, right? Like mm-hmm. probably not better than you would, you'd probably play the Ravens over them. You'd probably play. The, well, let's just take the example. The Patriots are eight. The Titans are nine. The spread is six. I do not think the Titans are six points worse than the Patriots. So I would play the Titans there. So you look at it as as teams then like their value against the spread? Yes. As to how so it, it's yes, so exactly. So I would look at a game, I would look at the number, I would juxtapose it against my power rankings, and I would think to myself, so I have the Packers ahead of the Rams. I like the Packers. Pick 'em game, home field. So I'm playing the Packers. Um now, would that be if we went through my one through thirty-two? Would you probably be able to find something where that doesn't end up being consistent? Uh, maybe, but generally speaking, that will help me make wagers or or keep me off wagers. Right? I don't have to doesn't have to trigger one, but it'll help me keep off. So it's just a way for me to decide what bets if I'm making any pre-flop ATS I would make. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's I I would say that's the way that. Mainly the way that I go about it, too, where it's more the whatever. I know a book might have a certain team that I have below another team favored in a matchup. But if that was the case, I would be betting on my team that I have ranked higher. So I, I do think that's that's a little bit how I look at it. And, it. and it changes week to week. I mean, there's no doubt about that, depending on what, uh, you know, what teams look like the week before. So, I mean, like you brought up that situation of, you know, the Packers. I have the Packers ranked higher than the Vikings. I, you know, probably tomorrow it, it, it'd be we'd see a different line than what, what we have there. But I'd probably be betting the Packers. Let me also just raise my hand, Matt, and say, yeah. has this served me well this year? The answer is no. <laughs> so I mean, let me. I'm I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you this is a foolproof thing. Now, does it does it work out in some seasons? It does. Has it worked out this year? No. But I would also argue that people are doing it much more mechanically than I am. Also, it hasn't worked out for them either, right? It's the NFL. So, um, you know, I think most people like we had Ed Fang on the Megapod a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about how Kansas City was was two at that point. And uh, was it PFF had them at three at that point? And it was almost like we laughed out loud thinking about it, right? Because at that point, they were terrible. But it, that has aged well. And so I guess what I'm saying is I have confidence, at least for me and mine, that mine will age well, if that makes sense. I think the Titans has aged well, generally speaking. So I, it, there's no question it's more art than it is science. 
Yeah, no, I, I get you. It's just, uh, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm trying to figure out from both of y'all's aspect how we go about it as to how it helps us make bets today, right? Because it's like if we're if we're looking at how good we think teams are going to be down the line, then it's more of like a futures power ranking as it is more like of what we're doing today, well, right? Well, no, I just gave you two examples, though, right? Like, because I don't think the Titans are six points worse than the Patriots, even though they're below them in the power rankings. And I've got the Packers in a pick over the Rams. So it, it does also for, for this week. But, like, the Chiefs would be, on a neutral right now, would be 10-point favorites over the Titans. Like, like most likely. Not, between 8 and 10-point favorites. All right, over the, and so I, I probably so wouldn't if, bet that game. Or, or if you had to, you would probably take the Titans, I'm guessing. Yeah, because I don't, I I don't think they're 10 games. points better. Yeah. Silence. <laughs> well, it's just, oh, because it's tough then at that point because now Silence. you're trying to guess what lines would be and whatever. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a tough exercise, I think, from that, from that aspect. Do you, do you think, let me, let me just throw, put it back to you then. Do you think yours are so precise that the way you have it done, you can make a snap call on your power rankings immediately? Your, yours somehow then is more precise than ours because yours is done based on what the betting market is going to be. So yours is better in essence. No, I think it's better for today, for sure. Because I think it's confusing when you have a team like the Titans at ninth because when you say power rankings, typically it's like who you think the best teams are, right? And so, like, by no stretch of the imagination are the Titans in today's, like, today's iteration the, the ninth best team in the NFL, right? I mean, they're... To, they're, to you, what to, I'm to, saying to, is... To anybody, I would think. I mean, they're like, no. they're, they're, like, I mean, they're 15th tops, I would think. Like, I, I don't agree with that. I, I just don't. I mean, I don't. In other words, the Titans are trying to figure out the way to replace Derrick Henry by going to a short passing game. They have been without players, right? They have been without the tools for that. But, again, they lost a game where there were minus five in turnovers. I'm not going to overreact. And I'll just say again, if they beat the Patriots this week, then who aged better, mine or yours? Like, I, you know, I just don't think – I think we're all one game away from looking dumb or smart is, I guess, what I'm saying. No, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. It's just, it's, I guess most people would look at power rankings always and look and think like, okay, these are the, these are who the, the person thinks of the ten best teams in the NFL currently, as they sit right now. Do you agree with with football outsiders having the 49ers at six and the Chiefs at nine? You have the Chiefs at one and the 49ers nowhere to be found. Yeah, I mean, theirs is probably not from a betting perspective either, though. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back. We'll preview all the games tomorrow on Veasan's Primetime Action. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.